Hello and welcome to Things Musicians Don't Talk About with your hosts Hattie Butterworth and me, Rebecca Toll. Within our vibrant musical world, it can often feel that the struggles and humanity of musicians is lost and restricted. Having both suffered in silence with mental, physical and emotional issues, we are now looking for a way to voice musicians' stories, discuss them further and to connect with the many others who suffer like we have. No topic will be out of bounds as we are committed to raising awareness for all varieties of struggle. So join me, Hattie and guests as we attempt to bring an end to stigma by uncovering the things musicians don't talk about. everyone it's me Rebecca you are joining us today for our wonderful chat with Olivia da Costa uh, which we recorded a few months back actually it's um very sunny here today where I am but when we recorded this it was I remember it was very dark outside very wintry anyway so we talked to Olivia about her life now as a photographer she followed the classical cello route as it were and then all of a sudden she just seemed to be super successful and like this mega photographer that everyone was using for their musician headshots and we just wanted to ask her how she got there and how it felt and all this kind of stuff um what else oh yes i'm an idiot i hadn't realized that there's a back and a front to uh microphones so many of the uh, previous episodes i've been talking to the back of the microphone which is why the audio quality on my end might have sounded a bit bad so i've actually been re-recording my lines as it were from this episode over the past day or so in my tiny room which has been such a weird experience like essentially having to listen to hattie and olivia and then kind of laugh along but no i don't know just alone in my little room so yeah hence why some of the acoustic might be different apologies i've learnt my lesson maybe so uh, I was going to say I hope you enjoy, but I command you to enjoy because we shouldn't say I hope you enjoy, apparently. That's what I always got told. Uh, so enjoy this episode with Olivia. We had so much fun talking to her. We're so excited to be here today, joined by the beautiful Olivia da Costa. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us over and for taking some what I'm sure are going to be just beautiful pictures. We're so sorry that we're so silly. Oh, it's fine. We, we have been so silly on front, right? It's definitely mostly me. It's mostly you, with being egged on by me now. Anyway, um, for people that kind of don't know who you are, I feel like if you're on our Instagram, you probably have a high chance of also following Olivia as well. But can you just give us like a brief overview of who you are and like what you do? Yeah, so... I do photos for musicians, generally. Um, I do portraits and event stuff and yeah, it's just stuff for promo, websites, whatever you want really. And how long has this been like, how long has this been like your thing? Um, I've been doing it since about, I think it was September 2020. So however long that is, I don't know. I'm really bad at maths. I mean, nowadays especially, what even is time? Yeah. I know, yeah. What is it, like, year is <laughs> yeah. it, you know? So it's like, like I guess like a, about a year, about a year or so. Wow. And um, what were you doing before that for anybody that doesn't know you? I was teaching, oh. a lot of teaching. I was doing about 30 hours a week of like beginner piano, teaching. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so not my fave. And you played cello? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a cellist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So can you tell us a little bit about your background in cello and kind of what led you to here? Um, so I started playing cello when I was three. Um, my mum is a cellist as well, so she had me when she was at college. I don't know if she actually wants me to say that, but she had me when she was at college. At um, music college? At music college. Wow. Yeah. Um, and apparently I just kind of saw her playing and was like, I want to do that. So Aww. that's what I did. And then, um, yeah, I went to junior college, went to Purcell school, ran away from Purcell school. <laughs> um, and then I had a bit of a break for two years and um, just didn't really do much. I had a nice, normal, normal um, <laughs> teenagerhood, which I was really craving, actually. I think that's why I wanted to stop for a bit because um, I didn't really know anything else and I just thought that's what I needed to do mm. um, and then I started learning again practiced really really hard and um, did a solid like six hours a day for Ooh. a couple of years which I don't know how I did that I just don't know how I did it with school and everything but um, and then I went to academy and did my undergrad there so yeah like, it strikes me as quite conscientious that a teenager can realise that they need a break. Yeah, yeah. I thought that as well. Yeah. Like, even between undergrad and postgrad for me, I was like, I think I need a break, but I'm not sure, and, you know, that kind of thing. For you, was it clear when you came back from that break that, you know, music college was the, the path for you? Um, or was that as Yeah, I mean, that was never really a question, I don't think, because I guess, like, growing up with specialist music education, that is just what everyone appears to do mm -hmm. but also like I don't know if that's a specifically a music thing because I think everyone at school kind of is geared towards uni anyway so like mm. everyone well everyone appears to have some kind of goal of like uni mm. or music college or whatever so yeah I guess that was something that I didn't really consider um just knew that I was gonna gonna do it um I I went a year early because I'd had enough of school. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, um, and I was practicing really hard and I made a lot of progress quite quickly. Don't know if it was in the healthiest way mm -hmm. um, because I was sacrificing, like, socialising with my friends and all of that, but I was so determined. Like, I really got myself into a little rut of, like, I've got to practice. I've got to learn pieces in a week and, like, memorise them and impress my teacher and all of this stuff. And I just really thought that that's what I needed to do to kind of like make it. I relate to that so hard. And it's nice to hear someone explain that later teen experience who has actually moved away from it. Mm, that's so Because there's a part of me that sort of sees that as like something I wish I could get back to almost. You know what, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely had moments of that during college because I just didn't really practice. Like, yeah. I'm gonna lie, didn't really practice at college. I was having a great time being a adult, yeah. like a young adult for the first time. And just kind of learning about how to be a person, especially after practicing for so long, like I kind of culled my socializing time. So then when I got to academy, I remember thinking, right, I've either got to go all with the practice or nothing and just like live. And I guess I just, yeah, I just didn't, <laughs> didn't practice. Do you think that's like part of kind of your personality is quite all or nothing in terms of how you go at projects or? Yeah, um, I think, I, I think I have ADHD, <laughs> I think I've got ADHD, um, I haven't been diagnosed with anything, but I do tend to kind of fixate on things really quite hard, and if I'm not interested in something, I will just drop it, and um, I can't bring myself to kind of motivate myself, so I think 
yeah, once I kind of had a bit of settling in time at Academy, I think I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm not doing very well. And like, I really need to get back to that six hours a day thing such a weird specific yeah i think i'd read about it somewhere or like in one of the maybe like a jean jean book or something like a cello book about technique it said like you must do 75 minute chunks which is way too long um and doing that like i don't know i'm again i'm really bad at maths so four times a day or whatever yeah four times a day yeah yeah great maths (laughs) because <laughs> no, I think I've read that too yeah you can fixate on a number so hard yeah and I know it's different for brass players but I and I don't have ADHD but I do feel like I had a similar feeling of I've got to be one of those people who like really practices or there's like no point yeah. mm. and because I'm more of a depressive person I have depression I tend to avoid things yeah like especially if I'm not doing well at something I'm more likely to avoid it and go into complete underdrive mm. or occasionally I'll go into overdrive but I'm more likely to avoid it mm. yeah so it's interesting to hear that from you because I feel like I'm similar to Hattie in that I should get into doing that many hours practice a day probably not six for a brass player but um but because in my head I'm like well that many hours equals success and not necessarily because practicing that many hours equals success itself but because I'm like, I will become successful if I practice that many hours. And the reason I haven't been successful so far is because I've never been one to practice in that way. Mm. Mm. But what you said about like reading it somewhere, like that number, like I I had that experience too. And it it got to a point, I'm sure you probably understand this too, where like if you didn't do that, it was as if not doing the amount not doing this number that you've been told equals success will mean therefore you're going to fail or you're not as committed or I definitely felt like at that age I wanted a number so badly to like put my worth on and to like I think I started doing it more because I felt like I had to catch up because I'd had a break so I was like I must like everyone else is probably doing like three or four so I need to miss out like catch up on those years that I missed out on by doing like double and I did make loads of progress as I said like it's something that did really help not that it helps for everyone but it did for me and like I loved that structure and I guess that's just like yeah that's kind of my all side of my personality Mm. where I'm like right I'm gonna do it and I did it really well and yeah went to college and you know that was great but kind of once I got to college I didn't really have anything to aim for anymore so I didn't really have the motivation I'm yeah I remember like trying to really trying to get it back and kind of kicking myself I was like why why am I not doing it like there was just a block where I just didn't want to just didn't want to do it to be honest because you were saying earlier as well that when you were at college you realized oh I'm not going to make a career out of this like this isn't going to be I didn't really know I didn't really know how to make a career out of it I think there was a lot of professional development stuff at college which I don't remember going to very much of to be honest um, it's a bit of a running theme here <laughs> um, yeah um, but the stuff that I did go to I didn't find particularly inspiring to be honest and there was a lot of pressure to kind of be a certain type of musician so it was like oh okay you need to work on a chamber group and kind of really go crazy with that which I actually did in first year um, but I didn't like it just didn't like it and I was like well this is not for me you know and then kind of getting to that point where I was like it's not for me so what is for me 
um, and also being like trying to be an orchestral cellist like again it's not really my thing and those two kind of worlds were quite pushed at music college for me I found anyway um, probably because it's maybe the easiest way to like measure yeah measure yeah. progress um, so it's I think that's more of like a kind of fundamental system thing that's an issue there were that you know there were some opportunities that were like oh you could do I think we did like a jazz session in string orchestra one time yeah. where we all improvised for five five minutes it's so <laughs> alien and then you never actually you all feel a bit embarrassed and then that oh, kind yeah. of puts but you it was humiliating it, it was horrible I remember it, like literally going around every single person yeah. and they all had to have a go and then afterwards it was like right so yeah you can maybe come and have lessons with this guy if you want to see ya and that was it and like nothing else was kind of said about Whoa, it yeah. so yeah not really a lot of scope for other stuff to be it sounds honest. amazing to me that you could recognize that I don't like this thing and like in comparison for me mm. I always found it so easy to say well maybe I'm not vibing with this thing but the problem is me rather than the actual subject or content or whatever the problem would be mm. me particularly if I was in a music college environment where I would be around other people that were enjoying that thing it just strikes me how strong and empowering that is that you could say that you didn't like it and eventually come to terms with that. Yeah, um, I think I'm talking about it with more hindsight than I had mm. then, obviously. Because okay. <laughs> sure. hindsight is, a, is hindsight. Um, but yeah, I think it's easier for me to kind of be so strong about it now, yeah. um, now that I've kind of come out of it. But I remember at the time thinking, yeah, again, that I had something wrong with me. I was like, why? why don't I fit in here? Because this is something that I've trained for forever. And it's quite a big identity smush, I think. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, I don't want to say crisis because I don't think it was a crisis. I think it was just more of like a, yeah. I don't understand why I'm here. Um, maybe I should have just carried on having lessons and just mm. kind of made my own path. But it's just what you do, isn't it? Yeah. You just go to music college and then either really enjoy it and find it like the perfect thing for you or not and I think a lot of people don't really mm. yeah and actually in the same way that you just kind of go to music college you just kind of go mm. to music college and love it and it's the best time of your life and if you don't you're left feeling a bit like well what am I doing why aren't I enjoying it you know this is supposed to be the best time of my life but this sucks yeah I mean I was quite lucky and I had friends that also went enjoying it and I think you had a cool little club, like, yes. <laughs> of, like, not really enjoying it. And maybe that was also detrimental to actually enjoying it. Who knows? It's quite good like, that you had that, though, because I kind of wish I'd have had that a bit more. Mm. Whereas I feel more like you, like, I was always surrounded by the people that seemed to be thriving. I also just never made an effort to go in and would be, like, alone yeah, in my dorm be room being like, I'm so sad, I'm the only one that feels oh, this oh, thing. You don't want to hear about our musicology experience. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so when, because everybody knows you as, yeah, a musician's photographer. I was going to say that. Um, <laughs> when, when did photography come into your life? Well, I think just around lockdown, really. Um, that recent? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've always been very visually orientated, as you can maybe tell from my flat. Mm. Uh, for listeners, uh, Olivia has a beautiful apartment that Hattie and I are 
obsessed with and we will not be like imagine go on I want to say country living, but I really don't want to say it's that. It's not country living. It's way better. Just imagine the best apartment. Ever. Imagine Pinterest. Oh yeah, it's very Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, so like vi- visual stuff is my thing. I think that's what I've always kind of, not necessarily to make a job out of it, but then I thought, well, I don't really want to teach anymore, um, and I was really lucky because we weren't paying any rent over lockdown, so I just saved up my teaching money, bought a camera, did a week of free ones and then that was kind of it really it's a new thing but I have done a lot I've done probably about 300 um over the last year or so so I feel like I've squished in quite a lot of experience into a short space of time I've learned a lot and what kind of came what kind of had the idea of like I want to support musicians in this way I suppose it's supporting is that how you see it? Like, I want to create a space where musicians feel comfortable having their photos taken? Or, um, or it's just because you know musicians, you know? Yeah, I think that's something that's come with time rather than something I set out to do. Um, I really wanted to take portraits. And I was like, well, who do I know? Musicians. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's just kind of how it started. It wasn't any, like, morally amazing reason. But I think as it's gone on, I've kind of figured out how people work and how musicians work and I did want to make sure that it was a comfortable experience from the outset kind of as soon as I got started because I remember having photos when I was younger and just absolutely hating it like this guy asked me to hold my bow in the wrong hand and I was like that's not right Mm. but I just remember feeling so uncomfortable and then absolutely hating the photos afterwards and I don't know I really try to work with people so that they get photos that they actually like because there's no point in having some boring photos that you just don't really like and that you feel like you have to get because we're paying for them like we don't have musicians don't generally have like heaps of money um so yeah paying for photos should be like a nice experience that you come away feeling good about yourself and like you've got something that really shows who you are as a musician Mm. i think so yeah that's just something that i've learned over the course of doing it it's really refreshing to hear that you didn't necessarily plan your brand right from the start I think we often assume that when somebody has such a clear brand or concept that they had it right from the beginning it's similar for us when we're applying for funding that we feel like we have to have everything figured out right now Um, but you're right it's a journey and you just find what you're good at so when a musician comes for a photo shoot Mm -hmm. and I mean, I presume that most people aren't that comfortable having their photos taken. Um, what What is it that they can expect? Or what, what do you do yeah. to help them feel more at ease? Obviously, you don't have to disclose any secrets. But um, yeah. <laughs> Well, I tend to just have a chat with people beforehand. And I think that really helps. I'm quite an open book person, I think. Um, I don't really hide anything, <laughs> to be honest. And maybe that's a bit overbearing for some people. I think it does actually scare some people <laughs> into being more nervous. Well, welcome <laughs> yeah. to join the club. Yeah. <laughs> um, but generally, I think it helps and then people often kind of open up with me and mm. that's quite a nice thing. We tend to often exchange stories of our experiences with music college it tends to be a good starting point. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's like super nervous, I will just kind of give them more to do. Um, I think that's something that can help rather than feel like they have to 
know how to pose or whatever. I don't tend to go for like super posy stuff anyway. It tends to be quite natural. And mm. most photos that looked posed aren't. Um, mm. It's normally just from having a big old chat and me taking loads of photos. So wow. yeah, that's that's really surprising to me because you look at them and they look so, as you say, like natural but so professional. And to imagine that that's a moment in a chat that you've managed to capture. That says a lot about the chat as well as your skill as a photographer. Yeah. And I think that's something that maybe I wasn't totally understanding of, but now it makes so so much sense that actually to be a good photographer, you have to be good with people. Like there's no yeah. point being good at taking the photo without actually knowing how to get them in a space where they're comfortable. Mm. Yeah, it does strike me that you're very good with people. And I wonder whether turning to this career has been more in line with who you are being good with people rather than sitting alone in a practice room not around people just alone yeah I get what you mean I think when I was doing the practice I didn't care I just didn't care like I was so set on practicing Mm. that socializing wasn't really coming into it I think um over the course of college where I was kind of not quite understanding why things weren't going so well I think that's when I became more withdrawn so I even though I was around a lot of people I wasn't necessarily enjoying that and I think I kind of got more and more shy and I'm not not really a shy person I think I can come across as a shy person if you don't really know me but I am quite chatty and I think doing what I do now um because I enjoy it I think I've just been able to kind of come into myself again and I feel like myself pre-college so I think four years of college kind of kept sort of shitting on me (laughs) as it were Um, and I just kind of got less and less confident in what I was doing and where my life was going and I mean no one knows what they're doing but there was such a big pressure to find out what you are doing by the end of college and so you can go and have a job and all of this stuff that doesn't really happen to many people like it's not it's not about like the amount of work you do that gets you a job um it's often it's often the people that are really good at talking and really good at socializing and like going to the pub and chatting with everyone afterwards and mixing like that i know that's something that we're told to do but sometimes you can't like sometimes you don't have the money like i had to work through college to be able to pay for stuff and i didn't have bad to spare time to be going and socialising and doing like free gigs because that's what you have to do to get experience as well and then you get called up for something I didn't have time to do that yeah well sometimes I don't want to go to the pub because I don't want to drink yeah and it often can feel like there's not any space Mm. for people that don't want to drink at the pub Mm. or maybe I'm feeling like I don't want to be in any more crowds or any busy spaces yeah yeah maybe it just doesn't feel like there's an outlet for those types of people Well, those types of times in your life when maybe you're having a harder time. Like, all the time. (laughs) Are you all right today? (laughs) Um, Do you play the cello anymore? Uh, Not really. Do you miss it? No. No. Um, I... I'm, I think I'm reluctant to say anything because I don't want to damn myself into not ever being a cellist. Um, I play when I want to Mm. which is not very often Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like I could do if I 
tried, but I don't really have any pull to do it. I'm also quite busy. I don't <laughs> really have loads of time yeah. um, to practice and play, and I just don't have a pull towards it at the moment. But I'm not kind of I'm not close to that ever happening. Mm. But I think I'm I'm a lot more accepting of it now than I was a couple of years ago. I think like yeah, a couple of years out of college is and a pandemic done me some good um <laughs> in that I've kind of just been more up for like I'm just gonna make a life that I want to do mm. and cello doesn't matter um and I think it was a big old kind of realization thing of like and an identity thing um kind of coming to terms with the fact that being a cellist isn't me like it's not being a being a musician isn't actually you you are you yeah. in and of yourself so it's not yeah being a musician isn't about it's not your entire life basically I feel like as musicians or creatives we place so much emphasis on our callings in life mm. without actually stopping to find out whether it makes us feel okay yeah yeah I mean it's romanticized a lot as well like yeah. being mm. an artist like oh this is my Artiste. destiny you know yeah. but yeah I think it for me it was more just like I'd always done it um mm. and I remember when I first had a break when I was about 13 I remember thinking oh, what have I done like I've been doing this for 10 years and I don't know anything else so who am I and then kind of coming back to it so it was fine but I think this time around I was more confident in stopping because I'd already done it but I think the identity thing was just as powerful, if not more, because I'd done it for even longer <laughs> by then. And yeah. then all my friends were being musicians. That's and huge. Yeah, it was, it was a big old identity. That's, to me, that's really inspiring. Like, just to know, because we all know that I'm always battling with exactly that of how much do I really enjoy it? How much do I really want it? Blah, 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 blah. But to hear like that you, I don't know, I'm really curious actually, when you do play, there's all the stuff about, you know, you lose a certain amount when you don't practice all the time, but I just want to know like quite nosily, what does it feel like when you play again after having pl not played for a few months or whatever, you know, do you feel like, shit, I, I'm, I'm so bad now, or do you feel like, oh, okay, whatever? Um, well, I know that it's not as good as it could be mm. if I'm playing but I don't really care about it. I'm just more like, oh, I'm just gonna play. And then I'm amazed at myself at how much I can play. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, my fingers can do this. And I've memorized like Elgar Cello Concerto yeah. and I still got it in my brain. Like, it's so cool, yeah. it's so cool. So I think, yeah, it's not, when I play, it's not necessarily like to feel good. I just feel like doing it. It's not to make myself feel bad or make myself feel good. Um, it's just, just to play. Yeah, it's like the other day when you picked yeah, up that yeah. piece and played it just for fun and it was like, holy shit, this can actually be enjoyable. Mm. That's the thing, yeah, because I, I was saying that obviously I've now got a full-time job, so I've kind of got this slight thing in the back of my mind where like, I should be practicing all the time, I should be, but I've really tried to let go of that and say, you don't have to. Mm. And I was saying I barely practiced for a few months and then the other day, you know, I was in the shop and 
I realized I didn't have a music stand and I really wanted to buy a music stand because I was realizing, oh, there's this piece that I really want to learn. So I just like kind of just really casually bought a music stand, bought the piece and went home and just had a nice little play. Yeah. But I, I just hadn't had that experience for so many years. Oh. It's like that should be more frequent, I think. Yeah. yeah. It should it shouldn't always have felt like a like a serious piece of work to practice, you know. Mm. Practice is work to me and it's never something I want to do on a day off, mm. you know? Yeah. But I don't like that idea of like having to have my my day offs are freedom from the cello. I feel like it should be more organic than that. Yeah, freedom from practice maybe, but not necessarily yeah. from playing. It doesn't mm. mean yeah. to like play intensely or something. Yeah. I remember when I was trying to get back after having a big break when I had COVID and I was just I kind of went back to the trumpet and I was like, I should do some technique because I know that's gonna be the mm. first thing that's gone. And then um Aaron actually, trumpet player. He was like, why don't you just like, because there's loads of these like trumpet play along tracks on YouTube. Oh, like yeah. The concertos, but just the piano part and that kind of stuff. And it was so fun yeah. just to play through concertos that I didn't know, hadn't oh. learned or like kind of knew. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then it made me really sad when it got like a few days later and I was like, oh, now I have to practice my stuff again instead oh, of just yeah. doing this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Olivia, I was wondering, so... Most of the people that you know now, are they still musicians? And do you hang out with the majority of musicians still? Yeah. Is there any element? Because before we were talking, Hattie and I, at least, we're talking a bit about jealousy. Mm. Um, and we're due to go to a gig together on Tuesday, potentially. <laughs> and it'll be the first... Oh, no, I did go to one with my brother a few weeks ago. But I, at the moment, I'm in a very much in a place of... I don't want to go to concerts because I'm feeling really bitter and jealous about not having work mm. and in a very fragile place. Yeah. Does any of that resonate with you and hanging out with musicians at the moment? Um, not my friends, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it's something that I have come to terms with over the last couple of years. So, uh, and even like during college, um, a lot of my friends were gigging all the time and gigging with their friends and going on tour and I was like, oh, why am I not doing that? Like, I really want to do that. And not yeah just not being in that world was quite difficult I think um but my friends now I'm always just happy to see what they're doing and I'm very supportive of what they do it's just not my life anymore mm -hmm. so I don't feel like I'm missing out on something because I'm living a life where I'm doing something I do like mm. that's mine yeah so but I think I mean I think I have probably been jealous just of like looking on Instagram and seeing Classic. stories of people playing in different things but like also I actually did a I did a Star Wars tour recently um very hard music and I Star Wars is so hard yeah really wow. hard and I hadn't played in ages and I was like oh this would be a really fun thing to do I did it and I was tired the entire time and I wanted to be at home the entire time really so you know, it's not all that really. Some people love it, but it's funny that that's something that I have previously been quite jealous. Also, by the way, that was like one of my first things of ever doing that sort of thing. So I was, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought I was going to have a great time. I did have a great time, but I also didn't have a great time by like with all the traveling and just like eating really badly and that's just so staying in crappy travel lodges and you know being around everyone all the time yeah it's a lot you know it's a lot and I think it's funny that that's something that I was previously jealous of 
because now I'm like, well, why, why are you jealous? You've got... It's kind of good that you experience what you thought you wanted. Yeah, like, yeah. To know actually what I've glamorised isn't the truth. The, isn't the truth, yeah. It's just um, Instagram, yeah. isn't it? Like, oh, it's... Or like hearing stories from people and you're like, oh, that sounds so fun. And then you mm-hmm. realise that, I don't know, if I ever tell stories about gigs, like I don't want to come across as like a Debbie Downer and be like, oh, yeah, I just really didn't enjoy all that you want to tell people mm. you want to be like the, not the life and soul of the party but you don't want to be somebody that's always like yeah I'm not sure if mm. this is for me because everyone's like well then why are you doing it and you're like yeah. it's not that simple yeah I guess also um that reminds me of like orchestral stuff because I never really wanted to do it I think I thought I wanted to do it because I was like I had some uh, family friends who were both in LSO and I was like, oh, they have such a great life. Like, they have a family and they've got they've got a nice house in London and they get to go on tour and do all of these stuff. And I, I think I glamorised that a lot and was like, oh, I really want to do that. And then when it came down to it, I was like, I actually don't want to work my arse off to do something that I don't actually mm-hmm. want to do. Like, it's so competitive and it's pretty soul-destroying. You have to play in a very, very specific way, which is not my style at all. And and then you might get a job, or you might get a seat, but you also have a very high chance of not getting one. And then, I don't know, it just seemed like an awful lot of work and stress mm. for something that isn't all that. Yeah. I think also musicians are incredibly good at balancing things because they have to. So you often see people that do have a family, a house, mm. like they have all these things, but actually their enjoyment of those things is totally compromised yeah. by the fact that they're doing all those things yeah that's a really good point mm. but i've got a question for you do you i do wait for me not for you oh. <laughs> sick of talking to you you know if someone listening is going through a period of like oh my gosh do i want to you know this doesn't feel right this isn't what, me. every musician uh, ever uh, yeah but they feel like the voice of Oh, but it's what I've always done. Oh, but I put so much money into it. Oh, but people are rooting for me. You know, how did you kind of get rid of that the sort of negative voice where you know for you this is wrong, but all these outside influences are still kind of really difficult to ignore? Just time. Honestly, it's really? just just time. Like it's not something that I easily have worked through. Um, it might appear that way. <laughs> it might appear that way if you kind of like look at my Instagram and you see oh I went to college and then oh I'm a photographer it's not it's just not like that um I had yeah I had like a really horrible couple of years being like I don't know who I am and really kind of struggling with that and I was always quite good at what I did and like Mm. I found things quite easy and it was hard to kind of face up to the fact that being a cellist might not actually happened for me it just didn't really fall into place as being something that I wanted for myself and I think as soon as I kind of took out the element of what I thought everyone no <laughs> what no, we understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah the element of like um expectation expectation and what I should be doing because I've always done it as soon as I took that out um it made it a lot easier and just kind of thinking about what I really want mm-hmm. um and then building up from there um i think that stopping teaching even though it's obviously nothing to do with music college but it's also something to do with music college because a lot of people do it 
taking that leap of faith of being like, I'm going to stop teaching. I was really lucky. Like I had I had the opportunity to do that, and I don't know if we haven't had a pandemic. I don't know if that actually would have happened. Mm. So who knows? I think it's just pure luck that I've kind of got to where I am now. But I think I probably would have. I think I probably would have come to it at some point, maybe later down the line. But yeah, there's no. I don't really have any golden nuggets of advice uh, about it. To be oh, honest, I think so I think it is just just time and getting to know yourself and what you want. Um, and hard work like it takes a lot of work to to do that and I don't mean hard work in the sense of mm-hmm. you go to work I mean <laughs> real hard work yeah <laughs> or like you must practice yeah. no I mean hard work in the sense of actually being honest with yourself that is the hardest thing to do like that feels so risky doesn't it yeah oh my god I don't want to find out who I really am like and also the fact that it is so much of it is luck and I don't mm. know if you meant to say it but you said something like uh, it didn't fall into place that I, it was something that I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I think that is so true that you can put in all the work be around all the right people be amazing at something and love it and then at some point you just fall out of love with it yeah. just due to luck and yeah. that is something completely beyond your control sometimes exactly that's a really good way of putting it actually I guess with music as well you if you start specializing in it quite young you don't necessarily see that because it's all set up for you like every single stage is like oh you've got to get your grade eight your awareness of it you've got to get your diploma you've got to get into a music school you've got to get into college like all of these things and then you've got to graduate and you've got to find a job like all of these things kind of are set out for you and there's no kind of room of like maybe I don't want to or like maybe there's something else that I can do as well and I think that's why I really like doing photography because it wasn't a conscious decision like it was very much something that yeah that fell into place and it wasn't it wasn't something that I had to like study for and pass an exam I just have learned to do it myself yeah (laughs) so can you see this being a long-term career for you now I don't know um great maybe I love love her I know she she knows how to answer the questions (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not it's not something that I'm planning for because I didn't plan for it in the first place. So mm. I think that makes it more exciting that you can kind of find other things. And yeah, I'm totally open to like anything, anything coming my way, really. Like, who knows, maybe in five years I'll be a bus driver, you know, might might be passionate about bus driving. Oh. Um, Someone told me that if you don't crash on your shift, you get bonuses. Really? Yeah, because it happens so much. That's the bare minimum, isn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell. That's like if you turn up to your teaching, you get a bonus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be great. <laughs> so if someone's really interested in having a photo shoot with you mm-hmm. and wants to get some photos done, but I don't know, they're worried about what to do, how to be, what to wear, what to wear you know, can you kind of just give us a bit of an overview of what is it what is it like to get some photos done by you? You know, what's the process? Okay, so um, first thing to do is send me a message. Instagram tends to be my main thing, um, but email is also great. I'm actually trying to start having kind of a phone conversation with people now because it just cuts out a lot of time and kind of back and forth. Um, so yeah so we just kind of discuss what sort of 
vibe you want to go for, what sort of location you want, whether you want it inside or outside. Um, and then in terms of what you wear, it's honestly totally up to you. I'm never going to be like, oh, you need to wear this because that's what you should wear. Um, it's always very much like bring what you feel comfortable in, but also what you would normally wear. Because mm. I think if you try to if you try to kind of wear stuff that you don't normally wear, or like, I don't know, if you have glasses and you don't wear your glasses, you're probably not going to like the photos afterwards. Um, I had that battle myself today. Really? Yeah, yeah I, I, I do have lenses, but I basically never wear them anymore. Yeah, it was nice to see you bring your glasses, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Because yeah. They, they feel like part of me. Yeah, so. exactly. And yeah. I think some people feel like they should present themselves in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I actually kind of get like I think sometimes if I'm trying to do something for myself I like to dress up and kind of make myself feel nice yeah um so maybe there's part of that which is also totally fine but I think on the whole it's probably better to show up as you are so yeah and I guess if you have any specific ideas I'm always really really open to them um and I'll try my best to make it work how long does a kind of session normally last would you say um can be between probably about 45 minutes to a couple of hours um it just really depends on what you want to do and kind of how many locations you want to do and stuff like that and if you're yeah. slightly less silly than us <laughs> yeah. no, i like the sillies it's good you like the silly thing <laughs> yeah oh any more questions no i was just gonna say thank you so much for yeah. talking to us after oh, olivia very kindly took our photos for us and it was so fun Honestly, just come see the house. Like, come see the house. <laughs> no, we can't invite people to her house. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. We are so just, yeah, thrilled. In love oh, with you. Cool. Thanks, guys. Um, if people want to find you on the yes. web. Oh, yeah. Where do they find you? Instagram.com slash Olivia DaCosta photo. <laughs> that's probably that's the best place to find me. What if they don't have Instagram? <gasps> it's also on Facebook. Okay. Same thing, Olivia DaCosta Photo. Cool. Um, I do have a website, but it's a free one, so I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, what's Domain. Domain name. Yeah. Don't have a domain name. You should probably sort that out. That's but, Yeah. That's perfect. And if you want to follow us, we're at TMDTA Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Yeah, our website is www.thingsmusiciansdonttalkabout.com. Please buy us a coffee or our stickers or sponsorship. Amazing. Wow. You've been practicing that. No, I've just been listening to our last episode where we did it quite well. Did we? Brilliant.